I think the lo Apple logo is like take a bite out of an apple. I think that was their slogan. I think that's why there's the bite in it. And the bite was spelt like B-Y-T-E as in computer bite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Design Huddle. Uh, today we're going to be talking about logos and logo design. But before that, Mustafa, what are your thoughts on Jeffrey Bezos going to outer space for like 10 minutes? <laughs> uh, well, the first thoughts was, did he have Amazon Prime? And it would have been funnier if he'd returned, if he returned back in... Uh, bubble wrap with t with two boxes like an unnecessary packaging that would have been funny <laughs> yeah like he delivered um, if he just came back in a cardboard box and it was like and like him just cushioned in in bubble wrap and that's how he landed on you know like a big bubble wrap suit um I, th I think I don't know if I, this was misquoted in the press, but it sounded like he said something along the lines of, "Well, you lot paid for it, so you know you should congratulate yourselves." Which I thought was quite arrogant if he actually said that, but I didn't check to see if he did actually say that. Um, yeah, I saw that on I saw that on Twitter. I wasn't sure if that was true or not, but it was pretty. It's pretty tone deaf, if you ask me. Yeah, especially like uh, you know, I mean, him and Richard Branston, you know. More money than sense. There's more problems on Earth, and we know less about our oceans than we do about space, apparently. So you know, but there you go. Yeah, here's here's a stat for you. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos added 1.7 billion to his net worth since he went to space. So he literally could have dumped a billion dollars out of his spaceship and still gained more money in the last 36 hours than 23,000 Amazon warehouse workers will make all year combined. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I think the, discre the discrepancy good. between rich and poor is terrible. And I think someone did like a an analysis of like what CEOs earn versus what their employees earn. And that gap has just grown and grown and grown like exponentially. So, yeah, I mean, you can't, there, there's a cap and a limit. And I think... Yeah, there's, it's, it's, I don't, it makes me feel uncomfortable, these things, you know, like, I don't, it's just so unnecessary, but, you know, there you go. <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree. I'm like, uh, I would, I guess my stance is, is that I wish the money could be allocated to a more pressing uh, issue. I don't, I, I do think there is value in space exploration, but I just think there's a lot of other things uh, that we could be using that those resources for it's things that are pretty straightforward like making sure everybody is like well fed clean water uh, better infrastructure um, I don't know bank the unbanked like there's a million different things that I think we should be devoting billions of dollars to but um, it's also funny because it dominates the news cycle. So I also think it takes away energy from other positive or all the good stuff that might be going on as well in addition to it. 
So, um, yeah, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were because it was just like blowing up my Twitter timeline and I wanted to see if you thought the same. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was just <laughs> ridiculous. And it just remind, reminded me of like lots of jokes about CEO, some of them really inappropriate, so I won't repeat them. But, you know, I mean, I just don't know. Anyways, moving on. This week. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah, we have a lot of awesome uh, logo-inspired articles from Creative Blog. It's one of, like, our most popular, you know, references and media sources that we use. So, um, which one did you want to start with? I, I mean, thought they were all pretty compelling. Yeah, so Creative Blog is um, it's a collection of design magazines, like uh, .NET Magazine, which is a web design magazine, Web Designer Magazine and a few others, but mostly on the creative side, but they do do some coding things as well. Um, and so they're great. So the creative block is basically all of the art and design articles which they publish in their magazine eventually put on, it is one whole portal site. Um, so I think the first article I found, which was kind of interesting and compelling, um, uh, and it was like, what, what do you get when you combine the world's most famous iconic logos? So what a bunch of designers have been doing is taking say, prominent, well, it looks like fast food restaurant, um, uh, logos and then smashing them with like sportswear logos. It's very interesting visually. Um, I'm not sure if they all work. So for example, they've taken the Burger King logo and they've combined it with the Nike logo, which kind of looks visually interesting. Um, I, I'm not even sure why someone <laughs> would do this, but it's an interesting exploration in, in logo design um, and just like stretching. Is it just to... Yeah, that's why my first question is, is this just to show that they can do it? Because I don't, like, they, the, the the second one that's shown is, like, an Adidas plus <clears throat> McDonald's logo, and I personally do not like that one at all. I think the Burger King one works a little bit better, but is there any, like, advantage? To, is this just literally, like, a creative exercise for logo designers to do to get inspired, or...? Yeah, I'm guessing they're basically trying to see what, what will happen. And also, it's like sometimes like designers will explore like different shapes being combined. Um, and the goal is maybe they're flexing their illustrator muscles just to see like what they could possibly do. Like, and doing these like little small experimental projects um, gives designers uh, and illustrators the opportunity to just try out stuff, which may not actually work within the context of what they're doing because it's just like futurescape exploration. But... It's like experimenting that you might be able to use an element of that. Like um, another person who's quite uh, newsworthy at the moment is Kanye West. And what he does with music is that he does these really weird exploratory stuff. Sometimes it's amazing and it sets off a trend. And other times you think, what is he doing? Um, <laughs> more often than not these days, it's mostly what is he doing? And I think this is kind of one of those weird explorations. Um, so did the KFC logo uh with the champion jersey i mean that's just a bit mm. lazy to be honest <laughs> and then like <laughs> pizza hut with air, air jordan i just found that to be like um yeah i think someone just got bored at that point but like the 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 nike the nike uh logo with um what you call it i've forgotten it uh with burger king i think you know it's quite an interesting use of shapes and stuff and again it's just an exploration of shapes um, so yeah, feel free to check those designs out. Um, I mean, this, some of them go back a few years, but it's like, again, it's like the new cycle at the moment. It's like, I think designers are bored at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, the second, 
Yeah, the second um, article again from Creative Block, which I found was quite interesting, was like the 15 rules of crafting perfect logos. Uh, and again, it's always the common um, common design companies, VW, uh, Apple, Nike. Beats, I, I really do like the Beats logo, actually. Um, I know Dr. Dre is a bit seen as a controversial figure uh, because of, like, you know, his um, uh, past, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, especially when it comes to violence. So the, the, the name Beats by Dre is quite inappropriate if you think about it. Um, but I think as a logo of what it actually is, it's a, such a beautifully simple shape. Um, and it just basically, t this article goes about like what's important in logo design, um, like the golden rules of logo design. I'm quite skeptical when it comes to like the golden rules of logo design, because a lot of them, like if you take the Apple logo, for instance, it's quite beautiful in a shape, right? Um, it has nothing to do with computing when you look at it. It's not like a representation of tech. Uh, but then you take, say, the Coca-Cola logo, which is a complete opposite in every possible facet, but it's still considered up there as a beautiful logo. So it's like, when you've got the golden rules of logo design, um, you have to be careful in how much you buy into some of the BS that's often propagated. Um, and if you just look at the timeline of like, the Apple logo, like, you know, it just kind of shows that having something that stretches throughout time is really important. Um, what do you think about this article. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, these things are interesting, and inspirational. But um, when I look at because I've done the history no, of branding before, I'm, go on. No, no, I, I, uh, I think it's always some of these brands are so iconic that I like to like peel back the curtain and understand the process of how they got there. Um, like the Apple logo, I actually like loved the, the you know, the uh, the multicolor original Apple logo. I thought that was like so compelling at the time and now it's just like you know the silhouette of an apple yeah if and you scroll the down the article one, I, if you scroll down the art in the articles we're screen sharing as well for the videos but if you scroll down the article you actually see like the evolution mm. from 1976 oh, to, keep yeah so it goes through like the original oh, illustrative cool. logo from apple um which mm. they commissioned an illustrator to do that like really Detail look at then. the 1976 version like look at the jump so like the 1976 version i can't even really tell what it is it looks like it's like isaac newton sitting under a tree that says the apple company which i've actually never seen that logo and then they make yeah, yeah. this like massive leap to the iconic 1977 logo which has like the multicolors, the green yellow orange red purple blue apple logo <clears throat> um and then I guess the 1995 one was really just like, if you think about it, that's like peak um, internet.com era. Try Everyone's trying to be like sleek and trendy. And then the other thing I like is that the turn of the century, you know, 2001, you have this like new era, new decade, like more sleek, um, super polished technical version. And then they went back. I didn't never realize that in 1998, Apple had the same logo as they did when they made the change in 2015. So I, th I think I, I actually love this progression that, that we saw. Well, if you think about it, 98 would be... So when did the iMac was released? What, 97, 98? Um, so I'm not, sure right. if this I'm not sure if this timeline of logos is actually accurate. Yeah, no, the 98 version, I, I'm not sure if this timeline is actually accurate. Because um, the 98 version looks like the iPod 
silhouette design that they did. Remember, it's like the block colors, and you could see people dancing with the visual um, thing. There was the white headphones, and I think with Steve Jobs, he had this thing of he never liked showing the products in the ads because he, I think, he followed Nike's um, philosophy of you never saw the shoe, you only saw like the movement, the motion, the sports person. Like what can be achieved, you know, the just do it. So it's all about an idea rather than you're trying to sell a product. So, um, but yeah, I mean, anyways, I mean, it's, I think the lo Apple logo is like take a bite out of an apple. I think that was their slogan. I think that's why there's the bite in it. And the bite was spelt like B-Y-T-E as in computer bite. I think that's where it came from. Um, but anyways, I mean, this article goes. Oh, I never realized that. That's. Yeah, that's super cool. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I think that's what it is from what I can remember. Um, but then you look at, say, the Nike logo. That was designed by a student. For, I think they paid $30 for it. <laughs> if you can imagine, $30. And that's the most famous sportswear brand. Um, but what was great about the designer who, who did it was years later, they were given a golden Nike ring and like something like $100 million worth of stock from Nike so they made it right to the student right because they thought you know we can't we can't just pay $30 for this thing and just be like the most biggest sportswear brand and not help the designer so they made it right in the end so I think Nike has the award for like the most expensive and cheapest logo of all time as a result so that's quite interesting um but yeah so some of these examples like you know uh Okay, this like <laughs> just as you scrolled on, always always get a second opinion is like some of the faux pas you get in logo design, and we've all seen them where the shape from the designer's point of view is supposed to be like a statue, but then yeah. um, it's it's like it looks like something else when you do a double take. We've seen these many of these logos, so so yeah, I always think this is this kind of goes without saying though, but like. You know, designing by yourself can be dangerous because when you're staring at a logo for a long time, the colors, the shapes kind of blend together and you kind of lose perspective. So I do think that, I'm, I mean, this is obviously just like a funny example, but um, I'm sure like designing in groups, it goes through like a million iterations before it actually gets handed off like this. But this one I've seen before. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google the Brazilian Institute of <laughs> of Oriental Studies, and you'll see the logo that we're talking about. Yeah, it looks like a building being shoved up someone's backside. It's as a point of reference. Uh, <laughs> red and yellow. <laughs> That's like the most British way of explaining it ever. <laughs> I was trying to, without saying saying oh. the A word, um, but just to sort of cap this article off, like the, the golden rules that they lay out is lay out the groundwork, um, make sure you go through sketches, think about the logo working in uh, full color and black and white um, keep it appropriate aim for recall so that people can actually recognize the shape try to explore and strive for difference consider your own typography don't be too literal those are common sense things um, one thing which I saw recently I think um, Chris Doe shared it on Twitter sorry on LinkedIn and someone designed a logo for I think it's art it's like an art group and so what they've done it is they've made it the word art, but it looks like a boot, two boots walking. So they've reversed the R, so that looks like a boot, and the T looks like a boot. And as a concept, looked great. The problem is they just took the letters and they just tilted them. What would have been nice if they actually massaged the, the shape of the letter so it looks a little bit more like the form? I think that's when you go from a decent idea to like a great execution. Um, and so, yeah, you know, 
so this is a good article that's worth checking out. Uh, just so that we move on to the next one. Um, so bold uh, Visa rebrands to aim to show more. It's more than a credit card. So that Visa, the credit card company, has done like an interesting reband, reband, rebrand. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you don't know the the traditional Visa logo, it's like a strip of blue and a strip of orange or orange yellow, and then with the word Visa in between. It kind of reminds me of a flag, like the original actual design. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought the second I saw it. Same same colors, but just rearranged. So it's kind of interesting that they went with that approach. Yeah, they, I remember them. Do, do you think it has something to do with like they're tr they're trying to make it look like an equal sign? It could be. It could be. Um, could be. I mean, you know, but I mean, they don't say that in the. So what's it say? A cashless society. Everyone out everywhere by using a demographic strap line. Meet Visa. So they, I think they're trying to tap into Gen Z. I mean, that's what everyone is, right? Making so the visuals is like people on roller skates, but roller skates is like the 1980s. So, but everything I suppose is coming back. Yeah. Um, including. I mean, if you look at the. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say everything's coming back, including um, pandemics. <laughs> so I was going to go take a bleak turn there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nice. No, yeah. It, they, they've, I mean, the the thing that annoyed me about this is the blue that they're using. It's, it, it reminds me of the default link blue that you get on websites which haven't been styled correctly. It's just yeah, it's too sharp. Um, uh, everything about this to me says boring. Like banking. Like I mean, this is just like in terms of like a brand evolution. This just is. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm not inspired. I think the colors of, I agree, the blue comes across as like the old school, like just standard blue link, hyperlink. The yellow is just like kind of like a, a brown mustard color, which supposedly is actually, I was watching this uh, uh, Vox series called Explained and they were talking about how we perceive beauty and uh, this color yellow, like this mustard yellow, is actually like kids love it. Like it's like one of the most soothing com like colors for infants, but adults hate it, <laughs> and it's because they associate it with like negative things, as you can imagine, like you know going to the bathroom, for example. Um, so it was a really interesting study that kids preferred it, adults didn't, and it was all about how beauty is actually shaped by our experiences which I thought is actually, actually like a really interesting approach to like figuring out like how and when to pick colors. There's also all of the like psychological benefits of like these colors. They're also contrasting colors on the color wheel, like yellow and blue are complementary. Yeah. So there's like some advantages there, but they were going. So like the, the, just to read quickly on the brand guidelines, the, like the theme or what they're trying to go for is to be accessible, lead with the heart, balance with the head, simply powerful, powerfully simple, lean into the future, show up fully, set the stage for amazing. That to me just is like a bunch of buzzwords. <laughs> like at the end of the day, this is a credit card company. Like they're not, they're not like a philanthropist, like company, like solving world hunger. So it's just like, part of me is like, I don't like how brands don't just like own what they are. You know what I mean? Like to me, this just like doesn't connect with the actual like product and services that they're providing. Well, I mean, the thing is, the the, the visual. I don't know. Maybe I'm... the visual image that they're using is people dancing on rollerblades. Like, are they dancing? Because hey, we're in debt. 
<laughs> we we haven't paid off our credit cards. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like Gen Z, Gen Z is not looking for, like they want like lower like lower interest rates, better like budgeting. Like, I guess it's like the brand to me doesn't do anything to different differentiate itself from its old school like connotation. When I think Visa, I think outdated credit card company. Like that's what I think. So it's like this branding to me isn't um, bold enough to change my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I mean, I think we can. So there's a thumbs down from us, basically. Let's move on to the next one. Um, logo, logo type. This is another sort of best of class logo article from Creative Block, where they're looking at some of the prominent logos. Um, Google's obviously featured because of the massive shift in 2015 from a serif to a sans serif typeface, um, and so that's like a complete change. Like typically, this is like in traditional um, logo design school, massive changes or huge leaps are often a big no-no. But um, I think in Google's case, the brand, uh, like the, it became bigger than the logo, so the four colors basically is the brand. Um, Moving on from that, you have like Motor City Chop Shop, which is a really beautiful illustrative logo uh, and showing that um, you can see like there's a motorcycle in there. You can see there's like a mechanic doing something in there. It's like really interesting shapes. Um, the challenge with logos like this is they require to be at a certain size because if they go beyond the size, small, too small, the legibility just goes. Um, and so logos like that, you yeah. can see um, they need to be celebrated and so they need to be in a really big space for you to appreciate them. Um, and it like looks good on a sign, but like terrible on a napkin. Actually, well, it depends on if it's embossed on the napkin. It might do, but it had it has to take <laughs> it has to take up the entire napkin <laughs> for it to be. Yeah, I guess you're. I guess up. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like smaller even than that. On a business card or on a logo on a site, they might struggle. Like you know. Right. Um, but then you have the VNA logo, um, which is like a gallery in the UK. Uh, again, I mean, it's so beautifully simple. It's the V, an ampersand, and an A, and the ampersand and A is molded together. Um, I mean, that to me is like a work of art. Cause, but, you know, I think sometimes with logo design, you have to be lucky on the name and the words and the letters in, of the company. Because that the shapes of those letters um, will allow you to develop a mark that's unique. But you know, some letters just don't meld well together. Like, yeah. Uh, so that's sometimes a bit of luck. Uh, the Coco logo again, obviously, always features as like a beautifully illustrated thing, and also it's like time capsule because it was designed at a time in the American um, industrial period. Like, uh, I think it was like the eighteen hundreds, um, and so there is like something beautiful there because it's also like a time capsule so it's like an appreciation that we will always have to pitch a logo like this today would be very difficult i reckon um but it's so iconic that to change that logo would be dangerous um and then you know there's like the, the there's always the fedex logo is always the one that everyone mentions because of the arrow in between the capital e and the x because it's like always delivery and always on 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 the go um but even but if you take away that aspect of it, I always find the FedEx logo quite um, boring, and I don't like the typeface at all. It just seems very boring. Um, yeah, the typeface. Uh, I love the E and the X design of like baking in the getting you. It's a it's, it's a great Im image for a logistics company, 
But I've never liked the the typography, and I never really liked the colors of purple and orange either. Yeah, and then uh, the the final again. You go. No, no, no. I was just gonna say like this is similar to Visa, where they're complementary colors on the color wheel. So like orange and purple are opposite of each other, so that's why they like work together. But um, I've just never personally been a fan of this. Yeah, one. I mean, it's supposed to recognize a bit. I mean, it does what it, it, it supposed does what it says on the tin, really. Um, the final example is this is ITV. It's a news channel in the UK, um, or Channel Three, as it was known before. Uh, and this was like as won an awards because it's like a beautiful shape. It, I suppose to describe it, it looks like it's the two. It's the three letters ITV, but it's done like a, almost like a W, um, like it's join up together. And then as the shapes overlap, the color changes, and it's really pretty. Um, and so yeah. You can still do some interesting things even with like shape, letters that don't typically work well together. Um, so yeah, again, uh, worth checking out this article, especially if you're interested in logo design, like best of class and things to actually look out for. Um, and the final article that we have is another rebrand, uh, Wasps, which is a, a, ru a rugby team. So rugby is what you, I suppose, might call American football but uh, in the US, but rugby is... Um, American football, but without all of the protective gear. So if you're watching a, a rugby match, you'll just see people like ripping. Oh, this is <laughs> ripping their faces sweet off. Sweet logo. Yeah, it, it, it. I think this is pretty cool. It. I mean, yeah, it reminds me of American um, sportswear stuff, like when you look at, say, the very boldness, simplistic mm -hmm. uh, visual design, and when you compare it to the previous one. That kind of looks like a beer commercial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the beer. You know, it looks like something you see in a beer. No, no. The old logo looks like a smashed wasp. The new one looks like it's going to, like, it's like a fierce. It's literally all they did was change the eye shape and the antennas, the point down. Like they had versus like sharp, you know what I mean? Basically sharp lines on the antennas and a circle. It's so funny how you just simply change like those two elements and it makes like such a dramatic difference. This I would say in terms of like playing the wasps, intimidation with their old logo is like a one out of 10. The new one is like a solid seven out of 10 intimidation of like, I think this is a big upgrade. Yes, I mean, the old one looks like something you'd get on a, a, a beer bottle, you know, drink wasps beer. Uh, but the new one is like, this is, a, you know, an actual sports team. Interestingly enough, the fans hate it. Um, and so if you go on through the article, what? Yeah, this, this is, but the thing is, fans are used to it. Like, you know, if they're used to a logo, they, there's always uproar. Um, and so some people were posting on Twitter that the wasp looks like it's walking on its back legs and someone did a, an image of, like, it's carrying two pints of beer. <laughs> like, all right, Steve. <laughs> but, all right, now, now I, I, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. So, but if you scroll down to the article, you can actually see the tweet, like someone's did a, um, a mock of a, a beer, a wasp carrying its beer. Uh, and so it's like they said, "All right, Sting, you're round." <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's worth noting that because the style looks like an American football style logo, that could be what the um, the pushback is because rugby and American football has always been this contention between the two different sports. So there may be an element of that. But again, I think as as sportswear go, it, the the logo is really really nice, very sharp, very like simplistic. Um, much more aggressive, pointing in the right direction, looking forward, I think is what they described it, as opposed to looking in the past. And again, it's like, you know, I think there's an element of maybe we're being conscious of what, what's to come. So yeah, and I think overall it's a really, really nice cool logo. Um, very sharp colours. 
and you know you can't you can't lose with yellow black and white really can you i don't think so no i think this is cool i personally am a fan of the upgrade i love that of course loyal sports fans are always looking for a good meme so this was pretty this is pretty awesome but that's it you know we just went over what is that five articles from the creative block on logo updates so get inspired if you're a logo designer if we missed anything you know drop it in the youtube comments and if you haven't done so if you use apple podcasts if you would be so kind please leave us a glowing review talking about how ryan and mustafa are just absolute delights to listen to that would be greatly appreciated <laughs> yeah absolutely uh awesome thanks yeah thanks for joining today's episode of design huddle and we will catch you on the next one peace thank you for listening to today's episode of design huddle the opinions expressed are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employer